Welcome to season two of the Holistic Woman podcast. My name is Kate Payne. I am a women's health yoga therapist, trainer, and mentor with more than two decades of traversing the healthcare landscape. During this time, I have seen the detrimental impact of a one-size-fits-all model of care for women. In these podcast episodes, you'll find a collection of open and expansive conversations with teachers, therapists, and wellness practitioners, all with a shared vision for women's empowerment, whole body health, and healing. Together, we're dismantling outdated health norms and fostering a space where women can reclaim their health, voice, and individuality. Thank you for being here. On today's episode of the podcast, we have Kate Darnell. Kate Darnell is a soul guide and energetic healer. Her signature program, Sacred Soul System, helps soul-led humans deeply connect to their wholeness. A published author, Kate has been inspiring others for over a decade, helping them to live an enriching and deeply fulfilling life. Her current community service role as the coordinator at the Women's Kind Collective has been nothing short of soul-inspiring. It has wholeheartedly positioned her in a place to be of true value and service to her community. Residing in the mid-north coast of New South Wales, Australia, Kate is passionate about supporting women to press play on living an even more golden life, aligned with their deep soul purpose. Welcome to this episode of the Holistic Woman podcast with your guide, Kate Payne. Today, I have the delicious Kate Darnell on the podcast. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kate Payne, for having me. So fun to be here. It is so fun. And when I reached out to you for season two, we know season two is radically different to season one. I turned 40 like you did this year. (laughs) And we were just talking before we jumped on to record that there's this little fire that we've both felt in our belly towards social change. And when I reached out to you about coming on the podcast and we were talking about the theme of this season and some of the beautiful work that you're doing in community around social change and service, you said to me that social change impact requires us to be of social service. And I thought, yes, it's such a beautiful way of seeing it. And so I would love, I'd love to start there and have you share What does it mean to be of social service? Oh, Kate, wow. Do you know, I said that from the bath and I nearly ran a bath to do the podcast from today because some of my most delicious work does come from my happy place that is a um, magnesium bath. But being of social service, um, to truly ensure social impact and social change literally means we've got to get our hands a little bit dirty. And I think it's so easy for many of us to get to a a time in our lives where, you know, we can look down or frown upon or comment on what needs to be done better within community or for women um, uh, as a social advocate. advocate. Um, Mm. But often many of us are on the sidelines and not actually um, amongst it. And that was true for me. up until this year like you know I do a little bit of community work and I would bring some really beautiful things to community but the best part of my life was spent being present with my children and my business and you know like dabbling dabbling Mm. in community work and doing just enough to make me feel good Mm. um and that left a big gap in um what our community and what our society really needs which is um, privileged white education educated women uh, to show up in a way that can it sounds really idealistic but ultimately um, bridge that gap and mm. strive for equity and fairness and support and help all humans feel seen and minority groups be heard and supported and I just feel so blessed beyond this world that my life took this massive soul massively soul guided and heart-led turn into community work where I can now have um, a really hands-on approach to supporting community and supporting um, women in particular of our community. Mm. 
It's mm. just amazing. I can resonate with so many pieces of that. And I think to draw some, some correlation with your previous work I mean you still mm -hmm. you still do aspects of this work for oh, sure ab absolutely and and my like with Kate Darnell my my business is still a massive priority and happy place mm. in my life um it's just that it informs how I show up in my mm. community service capacity and vice versa um mm. which is just incredible like that's that's what the world needs us not um having to cup and uh put in compartments mm. um that this work is separate to this work because mm. it's not, there, there mm -hmm. is no separation. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you sort of came from guiding, being a, a guided meditation teacher and online entrepreneur to this beautiful community service in person Taking role. the bins out every Tuesday. Right. <laughs> but, but ultimately like coordinating a women's shed um, where mm. the Women's Time Collective, which is situated in the Menning Valley. And um, it's an amazing collective which requires um, coordination and firm boundaries mm. and inviting safe space um, and all things that I was not doing previously in my, mm. in my like version of Soul Guide Kate Darnell. Mm. So let's let's talk about that journey. Let's talk about this journey from successful online entrepreneur into in-person community. You've spoken previously about how humbling that experience has been for you. I wonder if you can share more insight about what that journey has been like, because we've known each other now for quite a few years and really seen this yeah. beautiful evolution of both of our work and also that. both of us personally as well towards more of this advocacy and social change, even though it's always been threaded throughout our work, it's, it's kind of now taking more of a front seat. Definitely. And it, and uh, yes, we definitely need to speak to that. It has, it's not a new thing for me mm. to want to be of service to community. Mm. Um, it definitely has just taken a front seat and that forty fire in the mm. belly has really supported me in, in taking that out into the world. So um, mm. I have, um, I took a part-time gig with Menning Valley um, Neighbourhood Services, which is a neighbourhood support service that has been in this area, oh my gosh, for like, I think like over 30 years. And wow. it has been like the beacon of hope in disaster. It has been the food packages, food stamps um, for homeless. It's been mm. a great advocacy for um, social change, social support, women's health, domestic violence, you you name it. This beautiful old courthouse has um, been an absolute hub for um, so much social support in our community. And I stumbled across it when um, a beautiful new friend said to me, hey, I think you'd be really great at this job, like just mm -hmm. saying. And I opened the link up. They were seeking a coordinator for the Womenkind Collective. I opened the link up. And I cannot, I can easily explain to you and your listeners actually, but I can't quite put into words how soul aligned and soul led the rest was. It was like, mm. oh, I'm applying for this job. Oh, this is these days really work for me in my business. Mm. Oh, of course I have all of the skill set, qualifications and experiences to fulfill that, that position. Like everything mm. about it was so no brainer that mm. I could take my, the essence of my sacred soul system, the essence of of me as a soul guide into, mm. you know, this somewhat mainstream gig, which mm. I had completely rejected 10 years um, beforehand when I left teaching and um, working in the Department of Education. So mm. it was really incredible to sort of find myself like at a panel, putting on a little, you know, energetic show mm. <laughs> um, and speaking so passionately about um, trauma-informed approaches and um, connecting with people, creating safe spaces, mm. um, being all inclusive, but then also starting to get really excited for, oh my gosh, have I just walked into a place where I can take that out beyond my very safe and happy and super grateful place of the online world and, and where I've been working and literally to the heart and soul of what community service is about and what it stands for in particular in our area and here in the Manning Valley. Mm. Um, it's, it's just been incredible. And 
to put all of those words and all of that energy into actual action. There's one beautiful human in particular um, who stepped into space. It was probably only my third day and they were really resistant of change and a new coordinator. And um, by the end of, you know, our 15 minutes together, we were talking soul healings and energy and empowerment. And it was just the perfect yes from spirit, from soul, um, from the universe and, and a beautiful seal for me and for my heart's work and my soul's work that said, this is where you want to be. I always remember a couple of months before the job came up, I'd said to one of my beautiful friends and clients, like, who was questioning why I was, you know, suddenly went from like having packages of, you know, thousands of dollars to um, encouraging people to work with me for $22. And she was like, why are you doing that? And I sort of like said, quite exasperated, wasn't quite 40, still finding my way. I was like, because I just want to be of service to community. I screamed it. I screamed it at her. I screamed it to to universe. And all of a sudden in my wholeness, um, I now am coordinating a role where I get to be that. I get to be mm. of true service to community um, in a way that is just so soul aligned, in a way where I talk about women's health and I talk um, about my cycle and I literally was reflecting on what we talk about today is the carry on and, and the whole essence of um, women hold wholeness's podcast is that like I will say in meetings, I'm so sorry, but we are in week three of my cycle. I am, I cannot get you the words right now. I'm very premenstrual, but I, in two weeks' time, I will get back to you with above and beyond of what you're asking from me right now. Mm-hmm. And thank you for respecting that. And even being able to be that voice mm-hmm. in a main mainstream but very liberal, all-encompassing, mm-hmm. lovely space. Um, mm-hmm. But even being able to be that that voice and modelling that for others has been mm-hmm. just such a shift in knowing that I'm having greater social impact now. Mm. Mm. Why does it feel so important to have greater social impact? Because of course, a lot of the women that you were working with as clients through Mm. your business with Kate Darnell, I mean, you were having beautiful impact. Is it that, how is it, how is it different having this, this impact almost at this grassroots on the ground uh, where the people need it the most I suppose those who perhaps find the challenges of things like barriers to access mm-hmm. income barriers in terms of community um barriers in terms of like location income all of these all of these pieces well like that's why isn't it that's why mm. it's important I think for me like one informs the other I'm still working with my beautiful clients and I'm still open I'm still running an online mastermind like all of those beautiful things are still happening and what I get to bring from oh my god you incredible women who have incredible um, foresight and ability and and luxury of choice like Mm. I can bring that to my online spaces in a a loving generous like Mm. soul aligned way and equally um, it comes back to that gap filler, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. and looking at equity, equally take what I'm energized from and what I get from my business to, mm-hmm. you know, a space where there are people who are like, uh, I don't know how I'm like where I'm sleeping tomorrow night, let mm-hmm. alone whether or not I can sit in the luxury of an online space where you can talk mm-hmm. about, you know, your spirit and soul led messages. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I think the social impact is more important now because I get to experience women who didn't know um, where their meal was coming from or where they were going to to find um, uh, uh, shelter Mm. to, hey, um, did you know you can find shelter here? Did you know that you you can... um, be supported through what you're going on with your mental health or with Mm. with the circumstance did you know that actually you can go to university and live Mm. a really happy informed fulfilled life and I think I think it's the golden thread isn't it that Mm. that uh, I could have continued to have like a very maybe fulfilled 
life um, supporting individual people and having great and grand social impact that way. Mm. Or I could have a conversation with someone who is looking for someone, somewhere to shower or somewhere to wash their clothes mm. and remind them that they are worthy and they are deserving and there is not another human in the world that is more important or better mm. than them because of their mm-hmm. social status or the money in their bank or the, mm. the role that they're playing in society. Mm. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that for, because what I see is there's a lot of, in a lot of privilege that we see in the world, particularly in the online space, particularly female entrepreneurs, do you think there's a social responsibility that we have as a collective uh, to have greater impact? I mean, I see I see this playing out in the wellness space right now with what is happening over in the Middle East. And, you know, I think it's important to name it and and to say that, you know, what is happening in in Gaza is not OK and that I have been lack, there has been a lack of voice from the community of yoga and wellness and the people that I follow and the people that I find inspiring and those that I I sense have big voices, a big opportunity to bring voice to this, Mm. to cultivate that social change. Um, and I'm just not, I'm just not seeing it. There's a little bit of it, but there's not, there's not enough. I think there's a lot. And, and this is also not to say that people have to use their social platforms. They could be doing beautiful work offline. However, I would still argue that if they are sharing in an online space and they're sharing everything else, why choose not to share this in your online space but to share everything else and to have the reasoning behind that as well i'm sharing that i'm sharing my voice about this issue you know in my local community in my family and friends circles etc um i've just there's a disconnect of integrity there for me yeah and it, do you think it's fear-based i think it's a fear-based dis- disconnect like you know, yeah. if, if we claim social responsibility to these mm. grand things, mm. like, does that mean we no longer get to be ignorant to it? Or does it, like, I don't know. Mm. I, I wonder to a part of that, it's, it's rare for me nowadays to have this compassionate lens, mm. but I wonder too, like that ignorance, it's almost like, oh, I'm one person. I don't know what to do when it's just mm. like, oh no, but you're one person and you can do so much. Like mm. you can do so much. And and yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's fear-based in that, like, um, we are so programmed to show up um, as, uh, hi, I'm here to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to do it well. And it's almost like, um, I don't want to diss anyone's um, career, but um, mm. it's almost like um, it's so... Um, scripted nowadays mm. that to bring to chuck in a little bit of let's just take a moment to look at like how disgraceful mm. um, the slaughter of what's happening mm. in Gaza is at the moment. Like, do you mm. think that would just you know um, there's a fear that that could rattle, that could offend, that could make people feel uncomfortable? Kate, yeah. If we make yeah. people feel uncomfortable, well then, like, I am I really being of service? Oh my gosh, yes, you are. Please make people feel uncomfortable because mm, we live yes. in a world full of discomfort, mm. and we can only work towards the the nirvana, the utopia. Um, if we lean into that discomfort and if we do mm. embrace the social responsibility of us all speaking to that discomfort and yeah. getting uncomfy with yeah. the reality of this world. Yeah. And I, my sense is that even if we are only one voice, we will have our own opinion on what's happening. Mm. We'll have our own lens to reflect through and that even if we're not sure what to say, it's still best to say something in moments like in times like these than to say nothing. And I think this speaks directly to this billion dollar industry that we've cultivated in the self-development world where everything has been taught to be so on brand. And so then to be the person, the individual, 
because behind every brand there are individual people right yeah. um the, the brands yeah the brands themselves are just the concepts there is someone fueling the concept and it's a human being so those human beings will have their own worldview and and ideas around what's happening and and how we can cultivate change and and all of those things but because we've been so conditioned to be so on brand that any deviation from that there could you know um it's almost like it's taboo like you don't you don't do that if you've got a separate personal platform happening over here then you know go for it but here you know we have very strict brand guidelines and we need to stay within those brand guidelines and um, that's what's wrong with the world like that mm. and in my you know my six months being of service in community service that's what lets down our people. Mm, that's mm. what's letting down our women because they, mm. they, they don't have, they, their luxury of brand isn't there mm. like, like mm. that. Yeah. And so there's this disconnect of mm. like someone just wanting to feel seen and heard and then someone going, my feelings are valid because I'm seen and heard via that brand or via, via that wellness industry. Yes, yes. I think this speaks to, I've been having this conversation with a lot of other yoga teachers around actually living the teachings of yoga is, is part of upholding the values that are, that are underpinning the yoga teachings. So things like truthfulness, things like um, non-violence and non-harming and all of these all of these pieces you know community is an aspect or unity rather is a huge aspect of of yoga it's what yoga in its essence means unity oneness uh, and to truly live the teachings of yoga is to give voice when we see injustice like the you know the mm-hmm. I guess to call yourself a yogini is really to stand up when you when you see injustice and to have voice in your own unique way. And I think that's, I think if we were able to empower people and women in particular to use their voice in a way that feels safe and supportive for them to be able to share their voice without being shamed or pulled down or told that they're wrong or incorrect, or I think we would slowly piece by piece start to have a collective of voices that don't all agree with one another but are able to allow the other to have voice and then find the commonality 100 percent, yes yeah yeah and because that's the change right that you know, without the polarity and without the critical thinking and without the support of other um, people, mm. we do get very insular. And then there is divide. Mm. And then mm. here we are in 2023. And it's like, actually, what the actual? Like, mm. I, what? How are we here? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and where do we play our part? in being yeah. more passionate for ourselves and for others and in yeah. showing up in a way that feels good and right for us. Yeah. Other than the catalyst for that fire in the belly coming into your 40s, what were some things that you were starting to see unfold in your own life that sort of even opened up this pathway to look more in this direction of how can I be of greater service to the community? How can I play, you know, a larger role here? Because, I mean, you could have gone and you, like you say, you're educated, you could have gone in any direction. Mm. (laughs) Why this one? Well, this one was, I felt very privileged that it was like literally served, like served to me in a, in a link with a beautiful friend that's like, this is Mm. so for you. Um, But honestly, I hit a point in my own business where I felt like uh, it wasn't going to be in integrity for me. And I was in a situation that didn't feel in integrity for for me um, to it's just so against anything that um, my business has ever been um, for, which is the hustle, like mm. or to put pressure on um, 
one person to help me pay my bills. Like that's never mm. what my business was about. It was never why I left teaching. It was always to follow my heart and to align to things that infused and fueled my soul. And all my work has always done that. But at the beginning of the year, I really, I actually re remember messaging Kate in tears saying, Kate, oh, I, just, I just, just, I don't know anything anymore mm. because things were starting to feel, um, they never got to the icky point, but I, mm. um, as a soul guide, I was feeling like there was future ick and I didn't mm. like it. And I didn't, mm. um, I, re I remember going to one of my golden collective calls and saying to my community, I just don't want to do that anymore. Mm. You know? mm. And I remember Sars going, oh, well, if you don't want to do it, what are you going to do? Like if you don't mm. want to do it, if you don't want to show up on social media and tell people to buy your stuff or yeah. your service, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't. I don't actually know because mm. his thing was like, we're going to have to do that. If, you know, you know, the mortgage is due in two weeks. Yeah, for income, whatever. for sure. Like, yeah. You know, very pragmatic, darling. Um, uh, and I was like, I don't know, but I do know that it can't be this. Like, mm. I, it can't be mm. this right now. Like, I, mm. that does not fuel my soul. That does not feel good for my soul. And mm. on the other side of that, I didn't like feeling like, um, in my own soul work and my where I was investing my own soul guidance um, and support, I didn't like feeling like I was someone's mortgage. Like it mm. felt it felt weird and yucky, and like mm. I had an obligation to be someone's income. And mm. I fortunately, this link came about in my life, and it's mm. meant that I could remain really true to my soul and my heart in serving um, my with Kate Darnell clients and mm. in sharing um, the essence of sacred soul system, my signature mm. course in ways that are like this right now from my mm. heart, from my soul um, and weren't in ways that started to feel dodgy or icky or mm. um, a necessity, which is ridiculous mm. now looking at it because the fulfillment I get that informs my work from um, coordinating um, a community space and creating safe space and holding space for all of the people I've already mentioned that aren't in a situation to open their wallets or transfer large amounts of money for things is mm. just... It's, I can just not even begin um, to truly share how that has given back to my my family, my life, mm. um, you know, the, the, the privileged life I get to live. Mm. And does it, it, I had full body goosebumps when you were speaking about that. And what it made me think of is um, the the reciprocal energy that is cultivated when you're in service and you're meeting the needs and supporting someone who's receiving so much, but then that they're able to be gifting you something of equal value in terms of energetic exchange back to me. And I want to speak about what community means to you, but to me, that's what the essence of this term community, which again, I truly feel is and have really been feeling into this the past three or four years, that community really is, a, it's a nice idea. It's a mm. concept, mm. right? Mm. And it, it requires certain ingredients to actually make it so. So I wonder what, I wonder how, if you feel that with the women that you work with on the daily. So two parts to that beautiful Kate. The first part is the ripple effect and mm -hmm. what you get back. Like, I think I had got to this point um, in my business and I'd had some massive upgrades and some beautiful like soul um, liberation experiences and amazing quantum leaps and all of those things but I, what I hadn't truly experienced is, is, is a pure liberation a pure letting mm. go and allowing heart and soul to take the lead allowing my heart vulnerably allowing myself 
to go and apply for a job, you know, mm. and vulnerably allowing myself to show up in a way where I knew I wasn't better, but I knew I had things I could share with people. Mm. And I knew I had things that could help people's lives be better and I could provide opportunities. So I just wanted to, to follow mm. that little thread about that um, that ripple effect and, mm. and that true liberation of then how supported we all can be and how we can keep mm. getting and giving back, which comes to this idea of community mm. versus what community is. Mm. And community um, for me has now become... A safe, empowering, inclusive, mm. connective place where, and again, like it sounds so idealistic, but I'm the woman who's been sprouting the age of golden light for years now, mm. where there is space for everyone to be heard. And like you were talking about, like there, everyone can come together in a collective mm. with different voices but mm. then we can all work towards a common goal. And in essence, mm. the common goal is people want to be seen. People want to be heard. Mm. People want to be um, uh, understood. And they are willing and open to learn more. A lot of the programs I've been running, my, my, the capacity of this position um, has been working in women's circles and working in youth groups and everyone working in connective workshops and everyone's willing to learn. Mm. Everyone's willing to get to know a little bit more about something or to get to know why my fire is in the belly about mm. you, know, you know whatever it is minority groups or being fair or why it's so important for me to acknowledge country acknowledge um mm. the bureaucratic place that i'm on the guitar speaking people like and and i think as we start to do that then we build a community of acceptance and and love and a community of a vibration that is willing to give back and do more mm -hmm. and so many of us talking about that social responsibility we'll, we'll turn our back to that because oh but we don't have time or like mm. but i'm raising my family mm. um and it's like well but what if we raised our family in in community and with community and what if we did mm. it in a way that, that did bridge that gap or that mm. did um create um or raise a generation of kids that understood that you can get a lot out of volunteering your time or giving mm. your clothes to that shelter or um, sharing something, don't, giving money to, to the, the less fortunate or learning more about a culture. Um, mm. you, you can get so much out of your life and, and be just a kind, compassionate, generous human. It's not to say people, you know, community for me is inclusive empowering and supportive for all and and it is in that beautiful energy exchange of giving back like that energetic economy of mm. we just made someone's life a little bit better and they're making our life better and it's, mm. it's there's nothing for it yeah it's that mm. reciprocity it's at the core of mm. of what it is there's yeah. There's two directions I would love to go here. The first is that it will look different for all of us in terms of how we show up in the world and cultivate change to varying degrees. So it's yeah. not about it having to look the same. It's not like everyone who has a full-time corporate job right now has to leave that corporate job and go and work for a not-for-profit or their local community charity. It's not about that. But what I think is the most important part is that when you no, feel okay, the call. They can just be the women <laughs> collective some money. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's fine. Yes, um, yes. But I, of course not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. About yeah. It is important that people feel the call or when if, they do feel the call. Yeah, if, when they feel the call, if they feel the call, that they follow that thread of possibility. I was teaching a yoga therapy training on the weekend and I was sharing with the women who were part of that group that 
two years ago, I decided to stop teaching public yoga classes. And I was teaching women's yoga classes as and I was running events and I was running uh, workshops and um, and trainings. And I decided that the, the workshops and the classes was something that I didn't want to funnel my energy into anymore because for a period of about six to 12 months prior to making that decision, I was starting to really recognize that the impact that I wanted to have in cultivating social and collective change wasn't coming through that avenue because what I was wanting to teach and share from a yoga perspective was not what people were wanting to receive. And whether it's that it was timing, they weren't ready to hear it, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. That part becomes irrelevant. It's more that I knew that that wasn't how I could be of greatest service, but I still love to teach and I love sharing the yoga teachings for women, but that framework and through that medium just wasn't for me anymore. And so had I not done that, then I wouldn't be sitting here, you know, nearly three years later, back in corporate marketing almost full time and really thriving then in all of the women's health uh, work and trainings and facilitation that I'm doing and all of the things that I have, including this podcast, where I actually get this real sense that this is cultivating change. This is the change that is really fueling me to want to keep going and sharing my voice in this particular way. And I see the same with your story, how it's unfolded so beautifully is that you're still doing, as you've said, all of the things that you do in your business, but it's through a different medium and it's having a different impact. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. And it's, um, I mean, it's utilizing might not be the right word, but we'll, we'll just go with it. It's utilizing in all of the spaces I show up in a way that fulfill me and therefore I can continue to give back and you know serve community um mm. in a way that there we, we stop the us and the them or the they's mm. like and we become like the change or we mm. become the heart or mm. we you know help others acknowledge soul and purpose and you know whatever it is they they need to not just survive in this world but to thrive mm. yeah i'm sure you see on the daily now some of those real challenges and roadblocks that women have on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I mean, I think we saw that through the yes referendum that we just saw in this country where there were a lot of people speaking from a very privileged position about what our Indigenous require. And so I sort of think about that with your work that you come from this place of privilege and that now you're working on the ground meeting these women day to day having these conversations part of their community of support what are some of these barriers that you're seeing and how is this beautiful organization supporting these women in that way i think i think honestly like some of the greatest barriers are less from those people and more from like government funding mm. and support for these spaces like our yeah. biggest barrier at the moment is um looking at how we remain sustainable how we mm. present how we continue to be a safe space where we can open up the doors and offer loving nurturing connective healing experiences the whole mm. purpose of the women's sign collective um was here in reaction to the bushfires um the mm. 2019 um black saturday bushfires my amazing boss and the manager of the many valley neighborhood services got an epic grant to open up mm. this women's shed which was a huge community need a safe space for people to heal to come together and to recover um, but through that, there's been time and time again um, a need for more resilience. There's been epic floods here. Mm. Uh, there's been the pandemic. There's been all of all of the things that have been so out of everyone's control. Mm. Of course, the knock-on effect 
um, for the less fortunate is, is that they don't have these safe spaces. So the, the biggest mm. need right now is support for those safe spaces. Like, mm. I, you know, I could romanticise and be like, all they want is X, Y, Z. But the reality is these spaces only exist with epic amounts of funding or community yeah. support or people volunteering, you know, 12 to, you know, 36 hours plus mm. um, to show up and, and support um, areas that, that wouldn't exist without that kind of like social cash, but also like, you know, volunteer-based backing and, and support. Mm. So, um, community needs are, is people like us to utilize these platforms to have these conversations to tell other people that um this this stuff exists and i really really encourage mm. listeners to check out your local neighborhood center see what um community services are being offered um because we don't have to work against those services we can work with mm. them and collaborate with them and support mm. them in whichever way feels good and right for you like some ways we can support them is literally just you know going along to the community-based playgroup because by you mm. going there that's another another person utilizing that space that keeps mm. the door open for those who might have social anxiety or other reasons impacting their attendance that week so mm. you know mm. utilizing these beautiful resources and knowing that they exist for, for everyone um mm. not just the least needy and that's how we build this you know more equitable and sustainable society yeah and I mean, we're both 40. I know in my local community when I was growing up, a lot of these kinds of services were offered um, through the church. Mm. And and I remember speaking to my mum more recently and saying, you know, we because we did not grow up religious and yet we were part of this congregation at this mm. local uniting church and mm. it was next to the memorial hall and the town mm. square and you know there were all of these there were actually a lot more ways back then to be involved in community and they used to run a play group there and there was morning teas that they'd put on and they'd run mother's groups and all of these kinds of things. And it just happened to be that they were run through the church, but you didn't have to be a member of the congregation to go there. And I remember my mum saying that was that was our connection to community. We weren't going because we were, you know, these hugely religious people. We were going because of the community aspect. And we, we still have friends today that we met during that, those times when, you know, you and your sister and brother were, were children. And I remember as a child, you know, performing in the local, um, uh, it was called the Sunbury Show. And so there was this parade that we would do down the main street and all the local sporting clubs would be involved. And so if I was doing dancing or gymnastics, you'd walk, you'd walk in the parade. And it was this, and then they'd have barbecues and, you know, music playing and everyone knew each other. And there just isn't that community uh, access in, in a lot of places now, certainly not in major, in any kind of major city, um, but even in those, you know, semi-regional areas. I mean, this was only, what, 40 kilometres outside of Melbourne CBD, so not a long way. I mean, now we've seen Melbourne sort of creep out. Of, you know, it's basically a suburb now of Melbourne. Um, but it doesn't have any of those community aspects anymore. No, no pageants, no shows, no, you know, fairs, so nothing like that. This has been coming up so much in my role um, with neighbourhood services because a lot of that was deeply um, uh, family-based and mm. um, volunteer-led. And we live in a different society now where like the price of living and the demands of living and showing mm. up for our children is, is, is harder. And mm. so um, people don't have whole weekends to give to a cause mm. that matters to them. They now have like a half an hour or an hour or I could drop mm. in for 15 minutes between such and such as soccer and such and such as whatever. Like mm. we just live in this busy, busy society, which is mm. why this conversation in itself could just be a tiny, tiny a mindset shift for someone listening mm. to go 
oh, I'm going to just check out that. I'm going to ask more at the Bunnings Barbecue about what that community group is and what mm. they stand for and maybe how I can help them. Because mm. um, one thing that um, I helped the many Valley Neighbourhood Services run this year was like a volunteer fest, like celebrating mm. our community and all of the amazing non-for-profits and volunteer spaces. Mm. Um, but do you want to know what our community did? They they stepped away. That's a scary thing to immerse yourself in because mm. volunteer means doing something for nothing. And mm. you know, I I think I'll just briefly use this platform too to say that we've already talked about it. What you get back by giving to your community, mm. um, and the opportunities that you get when you share your skill set um, mm. with community, you you can thank me later. Like yeah. Truly amazing, and just reminding people of that as well. That yeah, mm. back in the day, same here. Our community hall had the flower mm. show. It was run yeah. by all the church ladies, and mm-hmm. you know we our, we look forward to that annual art show or that annual yes. whatever. And yes. all all of that stuff is 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 and can be available for wherever we are in this world, and mm. and truly can make the world a greater place when we show up and support in a way that's aligned for things we like to do like if you don't want to cook mm. the barbecue don't cook the barbecue but if you're yeah. skilled in marketing go share your marketing yeah. like go go share that you can you know your your skills in digital photography or whatever yeah um, and and together we can you know hopefully continue to do our things to make the world a, a greater better place and you mm. know support or acknowledge the awful things like the wars that are going on mm. as well, minority groups that still don't have voice mm. worthwhile or something better yeah not this, not this. yeah I was yeah. listening to a, a lecture a, a satsang a, te- a teaching that one of my teachers was sharing uh, via recording a couple of days ago as I was out for a walk and he was talking interestingly about this concept of community and he was talking about how it ultimately starts with the individual so there there is there is an i-ness within every community it just it is it is and he was sharing about how when there is hatred in the world there is self-hatred and where there is self-hatred, there is no self-love. And that really sh- like struck a chord within me because that is a huge part of how we both show up and share to liberate and empower women in their own sovereignty and their own body autonomy and being able to share their voice and ask for the support and the help that they desire and that they need and knowing that it is also their birthright to receive that support and to have those you know those basic needs met and it made me think about you know our most precious commodity or resource really being love and to really love oneself truly love oneself is until we're able to do that it's actually not possible to love one another and that is what is the perfect breeding ground then for hatred and and, and that hatred is war right but that's that's that fear base that's that turning mm. away not leaning in like all that yeah it has to stem from that love from self and that, and that self-worth mm. so you can discern i'm good mm. at this i'm going to contribute this way i don't have mm. to do the way i'm told yeah um, you know i i'm actually i can see that the community doesn't have this great laundry service or this great mm. you know clothing hub I'm gonna mm. start that or yeah. I'm, I'm actually better suited to assist you know at that local um center where they run you know yoga classes or whatever yeah. but it, yeah. it absolutely Kate oh thank you for sharing mm. that stems from self-worth self-love mm. and acknowledging yeah. how valuable all of us are yeah all of us and I, I sense we are, as a collective, desperate for community. We are desperate for connection and community. And it's why I see so many women in particular, I predominantly follow women, so <laughs> predominantly women on social media who are returning 
or are finding for the first time uh, the church. And I'm seeing this huge almost rush towards the church because there is something that the church is offering, which mm. is like what I just spoke about when we were children, you know, it was, it's offering that community. And I remember saying to my husband years and years and years ago, if you landed yourself in a place where it was completely unfamiliar to you, you didn't know anyone in that town, you're feeling really isolated, the best thing that you could actually do, and I'm not a member of a church, but would be to join a church because they understand what it means to be in community and to open your arms and welcome people in. And, you know, there's, I have a whole range of other thoughts and feelings around the church. (laughs) Um, But one thing I think they do and they do very well is community. And I think, And I think that because we're craving community so much, um, it's about finding, it's about finding those pathways to community that feel really good. Um, And if there isn't that community there for you in a way that feels aligned, then there are ways to cultivate that for yourself by finding those commonalities and those common threads of connection with with just one other person and then finding one other person that aligns with that and has that shared connection as well and gradually that builds Mm. community that's why churches do it so well yeah yeah yes exactly Mm. exactly Mm. this has just been the most divine chat as always, I, I don't, I mean, we've spoken about these kinds of topics offline many a times. It feels really important to be bringing this to the forefront of conversation in an online space in a way where, you know, we're, we're saying this is what we, this is what we believe in. These are our core values. This is what feels really hot on our hearts right now. And this is the ways that we're showing up and being of, of service to the world and hoping to, you know, at the end of the day, create that change that I think we all want to see, but oftentimes we're just not sure how to do it. Mm. Thank you, Kate. Thank you My- for this platform. Thank you for your voice. Um, and thank you for your time today and for sharing this with the world. Yeah. Where can we find you for people that would love to connect where can we find the women's kind collective and then where can we find with kate definitely would like to share that so you can find the women kind collective on socials at women underscore kind underscore collective and we would love you do not need Mm. to be anywhere near the manning valley to support us online your likes Mm. um, your shares and your support from afar Give, show that we're making a social impact so mm. um, please go find us and give us a follow and I'll make sure that I share that with you Kate in the show notes mm. yes, um, or you can learn more about the Menning Valley Neighbourhood Centre there um, mbns.org.au mm. um, and if you have any questions about that or anything that I do I'm via withkatedarnell.com hello at withkatedarnell d-a-r-n-e-l-l <laughs> amazing Thanks, Kate. thank you so much until we Me too. Till we meet again. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and have some space, please leave me a five-star review. Every review or rating supports these conversations, reaching the ears and hearts of more women. To connect, you can find me at Kate Payne Yoga on Instagram or higherstatesofyoga.com.